0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn to Luke 11 and um, it's scripture and where the disciples um, were asking Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray, and you say, well, I know how to pray. I'm going to tell you, usually the people are the very first ones to jump in. I know that. I know that. You're the very one that God will speak to tonight to say something to you because, you know, you think you've got it all. I, I don't think I have it all. I don't think anybody has it all. Now it may be something that you've heard before, but if you open your heart, there is revelation knowledge that God can bring. And I know how His Scripture is. I could have heard a, a, a hundred times the same Scripture, and I'll hear a man or woman of God preach the Word, and I hear something, and it's like a whip that comes out. <whistles> And it hits me, and it's like God speaking to me. So you listen tonight, because the whip of the Holy Ghost might come out here tonight. Not to hurt you, but to get your attention and bring revelation. Amen? Okay, so here we see in uh, Luke 11... Uh, The disciples are asking Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray, as also John also taught his disciples. So we need to know how to pray, and we need to stay on track. And see, this is where people get off sometimes. They just think, well, praying, you can pray any old way you want to, and God will hear you. But there are guidelines or rules, if you will, uh, to, to our prayer life, to, to help us be fruitful and more effective. And I can tell you when I didn't know about those guidelines and when I didn't know about the rules to pray, I sure wasn't getting much going on in my life as far as answered prayer goes. And you might be like me, and you can identify with that. But I'm going to tell you, when I began to see in the Word of God how I was to pray, and what God had said, and I followed that, I began to see all kinds of things happening. And you're talking about exciting. It's exciting, And you know, I'm going to tell you, there are times in our life where we have disappointments. We face disappointments. And if we'll allow those disappointments, it will will neutralize, it will kill our prayer life. Disappointments come. Trials and tests come. They surely do. But God is a God answering prayer. He is a God who answers our prayers, and he wants us to know how to pray. So we pray. So he started telling his disciples. Jesus said unto them, when you pray, say this. Oh, well, I don't want anybody telling me how to pray. I'm just going to pray the way I want to. Well, go right ahead. I hope you get some good results. But I'm listening to Jesus. He said, say this, our Father, which art in heaven. Now, what what is that saying to us? That is a very personal word. Our Father, which art in heaven. It's a personal word that we're speaking. God, you are my God. You are my God. You are my Father. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. And see, it's a personalization here in prayer. And I'm going to tell you as we go through this and we look at this, I want you to see and understand. when There are times that, I mean, something may be going on in my life, and boy, I'll just go right to it. And I need to, you know, I need to ask God about that. And I need to talk to God about something in particular. But you know, for the most part, when I start my prayer time with the Lord, my conversations with the Lord, I I want to go in and personalize it. My Father, yes. I come before you today. And then what does he say this next word is? Our Father, which art in heaven, now listen. Hallowed be thy name, hallowed be thy name. What is that? That's worship. Now, you may not say, hallowed be thy name, but you come into his, my Father, I come before you today before I ask you for anything, and I recognize that you are Lord, you are Savior, and I worship you. My Father, I worship you. And so we come into the presence of God. He tells us here in a very special way. And he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God wants his will to be done. How? As it is in heaven, so in earth. So, A lot of people think, I don't know what the will of God is. I don't know what the plan of God is. You can read that there and see what it, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God wants his will to be done in heaven. So when you see things in the earth, God wants all men to come to the Lord Doesn't he? He wants all men to be born again. So when we, you know, on a night like tonight, we're going to pray for salvations. That's what he wants us to pray. Thy will be done on this earth in Redemption Church in Knoxville, Tennessee on July, what is today? 28th, 28th, 21. Be done, Lord, your will be done here. And whatever you see in the word is his will. Isn't that the last will and testament? Isn't that what we read when we go through the New Testament? It's what he left here for us. It's our inheritance. It's what he's given to us to live by, to be directed by. And then he goes on to say, give us day by day. I'm going to turn my page here give us day by day our daily bread. Now really what he's saying here that's our provision. God wants to give us provision. It's okay to pray about. Well now we're not supposed to pray about any of that stuff. Well, you don't if you don't want to pray about it don't, but I sure am. I'm going to pray about provision from my father as I worship him. <laughs> so here we can see It's a personal relationship where we come before him in worship. And then what happens? He gives us the provision. Amen? Amen. And that's what he wants us to know. And listen to this. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who are indebted to us, who owe us. People in this day, they want to hold on. We're going to hold on. Hold on to what? Unforgiveness, bitterness. No, we're not holding on to that, are we? I'm being facetious. Okay. So he tells us here how we are come before him and that we are to forgive if we're going to be forgiven. And then he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so here we can see from that Scripture 3, 4 there, That he's going to give us, he's going to forgive us, and he's going to lead us, and he's going to deliver us. Isn't that great to think about that? We come before our father who we have a personal relationship. It didn't come through our mother or father, even though they may have led the way to know the Lord. It didn't come through our grandparents, even though they might have set a good example to know the Lord. He's our Father. He's my Father. He's your Father. And we come into His presence with worship and thanksgiving, and then He provides. He gives us what we need. He forgives us of what we do that is wrong. And then He leads us by His Spirit. And then He delivers us out of every affliction that comes our way. Now that's a good God. And if we know that when we come before His presence, how wonderful is that? Luke 18, 1 in uh, the Good News translation says, Then Jesus told His disciples a parable to teach them that they should always pray and never become discouraged. How many times when we are going before the Lord and we're praying about specific things and it looks like, it seems like, it feels like nothing is happening and nothing is going to be different. He said, don't get discouraged in your praying. Don't get discouraged. That's one of the biggest weapons that the enemy uses against us is discouragement. To take away, discourage, take away our courage. We're to be courageous, be strong and courageous. And I know what it's like to have times in my own life where my courage is maybe waning, where my strength is small. But you know what? Being in a room like this tonight and being with other believers that are spirit-filled, full of the Word of God, it can help energize and help you to overcome, you know, going through that lull in your life. I'm a true believer. Collective prayer is so important. There are times. That, I mean, it almost feels like we're the congregation in heaven sometimes, not, not every time that you pray, but sometimes you get in that place and it's like it lifts you up. You know what I'm saying? It's like it takes you up. You know, you, you heard of people that levitate, you know, that's demonic, but I'm talking about being raised up by the Spirit of God. And you know, I've told this story before, but I like it so good I'm going to tell it again. I remember years ago when I was in the Baptist church, and we had just began to understand about the power of prayer. And so there was a group of us, I don't know, maybe 15 or so, and many of those people felt like they were called into the ministry, and Eddie and I were there, and I don't even know how many women were there. I was there, and I don't know how many other women were there. There were a lot of men, but you know, maybe a few women in the room. But anyway, we got in there, and it wasn't, now, brother, you pray. Now, sister, you pray. It wasn't anything like that. We started pouring out our hearts to God, and that place got so loud that it would have run any religious person out, but we weren't religious. We were hungry for God. We got in that room and we started praying. We joined hands. We lifted up that prayer to the Lord. And uh, just the heart cry coming from us, Lord, we want to know you. We want to know you in the power of your resurrection. Lord, we know that you're a prayer answering God. We know that you're a miracle working God. We were just getting to uh, discover those things in the word. And I'm telling you, I felt like that night that we were lifted, all of us, we were lifted up in that room and you just were so caught in the moment that you didn't even want to look around. You didn't even want to look around. It was so such a holy, holy time where we were in. There's something about collective prayer. And if you see a prayer meeting coming together with brothers and sisters in the Lord, it's just, well, I'll do that, but it's not that important. You're missing something. You're missing, and a lot of people in the body of Christ are missing because they don't understand and they don't partake and they don't participate. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.